0: You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Sands, a podcaster who's hoping to learn more
1: about the craft by talking to fellow broadcasters. You should get the mics on mics, guys, so you can be like, show me your mic with mics on mics.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Synergy, I think they call that. I don't think they do. But. <laughs> so uh, I'll just, by way of introduction, this is a, a, kind of a unique episode of Show Me Your Mike. in that uh, I think it's the first time, yeah, I'll, I won't play dumb, it is the first time I've had a repeat guest on. And uh, my guest today is Mike Hurley from jolly old England. Hello, Mike.
1: Hi, Chris.
0: So this I've been is, looking forward to this. Have you really?
1: That's yeah, really I love I like talking to you. You're you're a good man. You're one of my favorite people. So,
0: Oh, wow. I'm pleased that you invited me today. Thank uh, you. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have you. You're one of my favorite, certainly my favorite British person. I think I can say that without without even offending anybody.
1: Like There aren't many of us, so...
0: <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. I don't have family that's British or... No, yeah. Nope. My wife's nope. British. I just don't
1: like her very much.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you're my favorite British person. Thank and, you. Uh, we were just—you uh, made me think back to a few days in our, a few days, a few years. Sorry, in uh, our Skype chat, you're—we're referencing a Home Star Runner, and uh, I'm assuming that's what you're referencing, right? Yeah. Is it really loud on your end? i was playing with the levels. Anyways, that has nothing to do with podcasting. That 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 killed me. Like loudness or in memory. Loudness was it? I was yeah. goodness. This is live. Uh, we're just playing with levels here, so that was. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like overloaded your your earbr your, your drums. Hmm. Sorry about that. It's it, okay. it won't be that loud to everybody else. I, there's a weird thing going on with my I have my MacBook Air. And we'll get into some of this stuff with your new show, The Prompt. But uh where I have it? Playing back into the mixer and going out to the thing. Everybody else would have heard it, I think, at moderate volume levels. I
1: hope for their sake.
0: <laughs> it was that bad, hey? It was it was pretty it was
1: it was a, an overloading of the senses. All
0: right. Well so I'll try it. I'll have something else that I'm queued up, a little special surprise to 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 play for you later on. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully that doesn't blast your ears. Um, yeah, so Mike Hurley, formerly of uh, 70 Decibels, now Mike Hurley of the 5x5 Podcasting Empire. He's recorded. I just was listening to an interview with you over on the menu bar, and you, you were sort of calculating close to a 1,000 episodes of podcasting magic that you've recorded. Oh,
1: yeah. I just recorded Bionic with Matt Alexander, and, and I said actually on the show that, I would offer a prize to anybody that is willing to go through and just do the math on how many episodes of any podcast that I've recorded. <laughs> I would like to see their working, you know? Yeah. I want to show their working out. I didn't actually say that on the show, so I might have to make somebody upset when they send me it. I need to show you working out, but I would love to see that. Yeah. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and Tim says in the chat room it killed him in his horribleness. What? He can't. He's talking about the
1: ridiculous music you played, I reckon.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't loud. You,
1: you guys, you
0: know, Homestar Runner, right? You're not too old for that, are you?
1: I didn't really. I know of it. I didn't really watch it. I just like saying. I like calling people Homestar.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm old. All right. Anyways, there'll be a link to all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Ssktn dot com slash. Show me your mic. S-M-Y-M with Mike Curley. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we talked. You're back here on episode two, the, the second episode. I listened to a little bit of it and it kind of made me cringe a bit. Um, not because of you, anything you did, but more just, you know, a new show. Get I'm feeling finding my legs, as they say. And uh, yeah, just, but it's all good. We're now into episode 22. So actually this is this is 20 episodes later, I think. I can't remember in the episode. I think I talked about having you back on, and we probably said episode 50 or something, but I ran out of podcasters too soon, so here we are. are you back at the end again? Yeah, well, I skipped Dave Rupert, actually, just because he was too busy to take my calls, I guess, but uh, so I jumped to you. This Is the show over now? Yeah. This is the last time? Yeah. <laughs> well, since we chatted, we have had, uh, you've had some big, Monumentous news. This is what I was gonna get at is uh when we left when we last chatted, this is what Mike had said to me.
1: Oh don't do this. <laughs> oh Chris. There will be a time when you know you will want to have me on. Have me on then.
0: So yeah, it was a little weird with the music. I haven't got anything to say to you anymore.
1: <laughs> Show's over drop the mic
0: but uh no i uh, we we're I'm, i did that to your voice you didn't you didn't come pre pre background music last. no time.
1: i tend not to do that i mean i can i can yeah. totally do that like i can just i don't know uh, maybe it's time that i get you back <laughs> but well this is what i'd
0: like to see more of i think in the podcasting community is that uh you know we, we're all putting out audio every week and i think um Merlin. Speaking of uh, monumentous occasions, Merlin Man does a good job of of referencing back to people's. Uh... <laughs> there we <go>. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be a little bit of a different episode. Just in case you haven't clued in already. It's just it's just mix of wars. With- yeah.
1: Mark and Chris. <laughs>
0: that could be a new podcast. See, also, I think, though, like, you know, we we copy and, and paste things from people's blog posts, and that, that's all good, and that's easy, but not a lot of us are going through and, like, recording funny or weird or taking quotes from other shows and saying, hey, you know, when Marco Armin said this on blah, 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 we'll just talk about it, but rather, not a lot of us are going to the effort of actually recording that, cutting, copying and pasting it into our own shows, playing it back, and it's something that actually, we'll just skip right ahead into my notes here, but. The Prompt, the new show that you have recently launched, you're up to episode five, four? Four. Four. I just have heard, pre-heard episode five already, even though you I... guys haven't recorded. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you've you talked about, and you've you've been using some clips, like previously on The Prompt is is what you, how you start the show with, and uh, which that isn't new, obviously, that's a, a common sort of... Thread, but again, not a lot of podcasters are taking the extra effort. Myself included. To-
1: if podcasters do that, like we stole it from TV. Mm-hmm. I'd, I've never heard it. It was Federica's idea, and I've never heard a podcast do that before. Yeah, now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a a thing that he came up with. I mean, you know, we haven't broken new ground, but I just thought it was really fun. Like it was a fun little thing that he came up with that that's that I really like.
0: Yeah, there's a podcast actually in Canada here, well actually now it's moving to the States, sort of, it it's some sportcast, sportscasters uh, on the telly, as you say there, um, who are moving to Fox Sports in the US, and they do a podcast where they did do that a lot, like it's kind of humor, a bit of the morning zoo kind of thing, like, oh no, you didn't and stuff, and then, but they would replay in a really humorous way, which kind of made me think about wanting to do that of, you know, just like the best bits from the previous episode, even more than what you guys are doing. They do like 30 seconds of it or whatever. Right. And it does it like referencing back to my interview with Merlin. It's kind of a, is a fun way to reward the frequent listeners and, and, uh, and people who are fans of your show by, they can like, you know, remember that laugh together again about that funny thing you did or whatever. So, There wasn't a question there, just a statement of the prompt. What are you doing, what I wanted to ask you about the prompt is um, since we last talked what have you been doing such that you're able to now play clips, record clips, because you're doing both live as well as I'm assuming in post-production you're adding some of the little sound effects in.
1: Yeah, it's actually um, I'm doing uh, post-production on that show Um, which you know me, that I don't really do that Um, it's not really my style um but we're trying out some new things with the prompt i'm trying whole new recording and editing styles like we're actually locally recording the show which is again something that i don't really like very much but we're just trying some new stuff and seeing how it works and and i think that the show is gonna uh, over the next few episodes still is gonna keep changing and maybe trying new things pulling some things out because we're trying to build something that is really cool and we're listening to what people think about it and it's simply because like we're just trying to be different like i've done enough shows now that, that you know i i want to try and be different a little bit and uh i think we're, we're having some fun with it and i think that's kind of what's important to us right now is to, to have a little bit of fun with what we're doing and uh just carry on trying to do new things
0: yeah so it's not so much that you're it's not that you're bored with traditional whatever vanilla <laughs> podcasting so much
1: yeah i do, like I say I do, I do so many shows um that it's about for me anyway i feel like it's kind of about time that i try and just just mix it up a little bit try and do some cool fun new stuff yeah and uh, see, see where it takes us and it, you know the prompt is already different it has free hosts and we're you know we don't have guests we have correspondents and we're trying out a bunch of new things, and we, you know, we're trying out these audio stingers, and we're seeing how people like those, and seeing how that works. And uh, I don't know, because what do you think of the prompt? What
0: well, do I think? I I like it. I enjoy it. It's uh, it's um, it is. A, I think maybe because I've listened to a lot of your stuff and a lot of the, uh, for lack of a better word, sort of plain tech podcast stuff. Some of that stuff, and probably because I'm really old, the or older, the. <laughs> The, uh, I'm not Merlin old, but older. Um, the that stuff is jarring at first because it's kind of like I'm used to just guys talking and there's no extra noises and all that kind of stuff in that genre. Like I said, I listen to this other sports podcast where it's all like kind of morning zoo bells and zingers and all that kind of stuff, and I enjoy it. Like I think it's funny, and I, that's where I think I think it's great the direction you're headed. I wonder how for you as as a guy like you said who's doing a lot of podcasts and now trying to do this a little bit more produced, edited production-style show, how are you, have you been finding as far as scratching, not scratching the itch of getting the show out the door right away, but having to actually go through now and edit and do a little bit more with it?
1: The main problem for me with the editing of the prompt is that I typically finish editing the show somewhere between 30 and 2 in the morning, 2 a.m. Ugh. in the morning. So that's the only real problem that I have at the moment is that. Um, And that's simply just because we, you know, for us to all be able to fit it into our lives, um, we are recording, we're spanning three time zones, me, Stephen and Federico. So trying to make that work can be difficult sometimes. So, you know, we kind of have to wait for Stephen to finish work, which pushes pushes me and him quite late. You know, Mm -hmm. we start recording at like 10.30 my time, 11.30 Federico's time. We do it because we believe that the show is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I don't like to be like, oh, look at us. But it's been it's been really successful for us so far. And we're really, really happy with how it's gone. So um, and we're, you know, we're hoping to continue along that road with the show. And we're really enjoying the show. Um, And we're getting great feedback from people. People seem to be enjoying it. So we're going to we're going to keep going and uh, keep doing keep doing what we're doing and, and trying new things out.
0: Yeah and uh so this ep- last episode you had Sean Blanc on which is the sort of first one I think uh that you had actually sort of correspondent on with a topic. So it was a-, a correspondent show yeah. Yeah what uh I hadn't actually I've gotten through half of that episode so I didn't get to the point where Sean actually joined in or whatever. What did you technically how did you manage that was it a pre-recorded bit or what did you I don't want to so- spoil it. I don't. I don't mind. Yeah, looking behind the curtain, as it
1: were. What we did with that episode was we um, simply because Sean had a limited amount of time that he he could give us, so we recorded with Sean. Then me and Stephen recorded the first part of the show and then the last part of the show. Right, and then referenced. Uh, and then we just chopped it all up, put it together.
0: Bob's your uncle, as they say. Yeah, I do say. <laughs> My wife can attest to that, how annoyed she is whenever I say that. Uh, and how how does that feel? Uh, like you said, you know, you, you traditionally sort of record, publish, hit publish more or less. I mean, it's there's a little more involved in that, but you're basically just recording and pumping it out. And does it feel like you're somehow, I don't feel this way, but does it feel like you're being less uh, real or authentic with your show because you're doing that kind of stuff? Or do, I don't want to do it that way every week. Right. You know, I've I've said this
1: many times that I believe in the flow of conversation, and that you know the, the flow of the conversation maybe wouldn't have been the same, um, you know, because we weren't able to reference. Well, we kind of were because of the way that we did it. You know, we were able to to reference things that are happening in the show, but like at the end. But um, I like things to start where they start and end where they end, and then not to be too many breaks or really any breaks in between things being cut out. That sort of stuff. Um, but it worked for what we did. You know, we tried to be mindful of what we were doing and I think that it came across quite well. I I actually don't think people would realize at all that that was the way that we edited the show Um, because me and Stephen were very mindful of it, but it's not really the way I would want to record. If we're going to do that with a guest, then I would like for us to just pause the recording, call the guest in and then continue the episode. Yeah. But we do, you know, we are thinking in the future of maybe having our correspondents
0: record a piece for us that we put into the show.
1: Yeah, trying some stuff out
0: like that as well. Yeah, that's what I re- or I heard in the last most recent one, which is is an interesting idea that um I'm sure there's podcasts out there doing something similar to that. I haven't I don't listen to any that have done that. And like you said in the episode it it does rec- uh, create a bit of a logistical nightmare as far as well, audio is just big. It's easy, a lot harder than copying and pasting text into a guest blog post or whatever obviously. And uh and plus then you're you know, I let's say I I put in a lot of work into my segment on uh, a Canadian interviewing British people, you know. Let's say you had that segment for some stupid reason, and then I send it to you, and you're like, "Actually, it's no good. We can't use this." And then you got somebody mad at you, and you don't want to make people mad. I hadn't really thought of that. Oh, sorry.
1: No. <laughs> well, so that, so I'm pleased that you said that because it's a really good point.
0: You're you'll be getting an email
1: with my submission for a segment. Soon. Well, obviously, you know, we would ask somebody to. You know, we're not just expecting to start receiving emails. <laughs> that's one of those things like we need to see how that's going to work before we start doing it, I think. And we, we picked Sean because we know he's awesome behind the microphone and he has great equipment and he's always got awesome stuff to say. So it made sense for us to go with that um go with him for the first the first time around. Um he was like a perfect perfect pick for us, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see how it kind of goes. Going forward,
0: yeah. And what are you going back to the gear bit? What are you using these days? Anything changed since episode two of this show, which was uh, you might reference the Mackie 1620 mixer. I don't imagine you've no, nothing's
1: changed. I'm, I'm going through my constant battle with trying to find out, you know, trying to get my levels right. It feels like something I'm just going backwards and forwards with a lot as I'm still trying to learn how the hell to use this thing. <laughs> um, you know, I the recording locally is is giving me some new issues, and it's. I'm still learning, in all honesty, Chris, how to use a lot of this equipment and the software that I've got, and I really want to be able to put the time into learning a, a more advanced piece of kit, like software-wise, for me to put these shows together in that will actually reduce my time in the long run. But as it stands right now, I simply just don't have the time um, to put into learn something like that. Mm-hmm. But that I hope that I mean I I do feel like. I'm edging closer and closer to being able to do this as my full-time thing. Um, so when that happens, I'll be able to learn a program like Logic and instead of using GarageBand forever.
0: Well, there's nothing wrong with GarageBand, but I, I can appreciate if, now that you're trying to do more with it. Yeah, you're, I'm, you're I'm bumping into do, limitations. I'm really pushing against
1: the edge of what GarageBand can give me um, and I know it's taken me longer than it should to put something like the prompt together. Um, and even if it took me the same amount of time, I know at least it would be
0: easier to do. Like, it's difficult,
1: in in all honesty. It's it's getting quite difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've I've there's a, a lot of stuff that Apple's great at in creating simple, easy-to-use apps to start with, um, such as iMovie and things. This, I was just experiencing this the other day because I told a friend, oh, just use iMovie to edit your video and you know, it'll be great, and it's super easy to use, and it'll be quick, and then she was showing me how she was like, okay, how do I do this, and it was like just, you know, five steps to do something that I knew in Final Cut Studio would or Pro or whatever it would take one second, one step, and the video would be edited in half the time or less or whatever, and so once you sort of bump up against those things anyways, it's, it's good to be able to make that switch, but I appreciate the time is, there's still that learning curve that Comes with any of those kind of switching major parts of your workflow, like podcasting. So the the recording locally thing that people may not be aware of what you mean exactly by that. Where I'm assuming you mean you're each recording on your own end, and they're all sending it to you, and you keep editing while they go to sleep, right? <laughs> or, pretty much,
1: Well, no, they're all well. Federico, I hope is asleep at that point, but he never is. Um, if Stephen <laughs> was asleep, then he'd be missing dinner. But.
0: Uh, <laughs> It takes a lot out of you to record a podcast, though. So maybe he's he might have a nap. I can
1: attest to that. Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, so they all re- everybody we all record locally um, and send it together. And, and I've had a couple of people contact us and say that the show sounds better. Well, because naturally it's going to. But um, I mean, I I use I mean back in the day, to, uh, Chris, I used to. Um, That's how I do all of my shows. They were all record. They were all local recordings. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, back, oh, like Patrick and... Yep, they were all done that way. I used to do like four or five podcasts um, a week and they were all local recording. Um, but the time that takes is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and you have to put a lot of care into it, especially if you're editing things. And it does, as I say, it makes, it makes the process of editing the prompt a, a lot harder. And, and I'm hoping that we'll actually be able to improve the quality of sound over Skype and be able to, to move the show back to that. Because the only reason we're doing it that way is just because um, between me and Federico, we we don't have the greatest internet connections. Like It's as if Europe is a third world country or a third world nation, third world continent. Um, and neither of us actually have great internet connections, which is really unfortunate. And... I don't think either of us are able to actually tech, like from a technical perspective, get a better connection. Like I can't right now. Um, I, I can't get fiber or cable running into my home. Um, if I can, then we will probably be able to easily move it back to just recording over Skype. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's what I want to do.
0: Um, is anybody
1: interested in this, Chris?
0: I think so. I think well because it is interesting, you know, you look at some of the sh- popular shows say on 5 by 5 even where you know obviously Dan's got a insane connection I'm sure into the studio there and,
1: and also so he has a lot of really sweet equipment yeah. um that 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 really enhances the the tone and richness of the people's voices. And, yeah, cuz you, you know, listen it's...
0: to a live stream of Back to Work or whatever and it sounds way different than the edited published version
1: even. That's not the equipment though. He has the equipment to make the live stream sound as good as it does, and then he right, has true, yeah. uh, he has his team of editors standing by <laughs> to you know to to do what they do and run the magic that they run. Like any time I've submitted a show of that I've recorded over to Mark, and he makes it sound
0: just miles better. It's, it hurts me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine because I've done the same thing where I've got a uh, uh, buddy, Aaron Dowd edit a couple of my shows too and it's both in terms of the time because it's like you just send them the thing and it's and you don't have to think about it again and then also uh the quality is is at least marginally better if not substantially better than what you or i could do just because i think we we both are like we enjoy editing but the fun part is this what we're doing right now talking to the mic making a fun show
1: I know that people will say to me, well, why don't you get Mark to edit all of your shows? It was because it would take me about four to five hours to upload him an hour of audio, so... Right, yeah. That's why I do it. It would mean I couldn't record anything else. <laughs> I would record one show a day, which, guys, you don't want, because that means you don't get all of your favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: If yeah, I get a better internet connection, then I can you know, maybe try and uh, see if... if Dan would be willing for me to submit maybe like command space or something and get and get it edited by the amazing Mark Miles so yeah who knows who knows but right now it's it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't it's not feasible for me but in all honesty I, I don't think that my shows sound bad uh, they could always sound better but I think that they're, they're more than listenable I mean people listen so
0: yeah I think that's there's a baseline of like acceptable audio and even I saw someone comment to you about uh I don't know if it was the prompt I think maybe where they said the levels or they wanted you to use level later or whatever and and I think I'm not i mean, use no don't definitely don't but uh and, but yeah the levels of the prompt is something
1: that I'm working on because we're doing the local recordings it's it's not I can't control the levels here yeah and which I usually do and then sometimes the the files are coming in too quiet and there's not really much I can do to boost the volume without distorting them yeah so it's and also, I'm kind of testing the level by ear as well. So, believe it or not, one of the great things about Skype is that it does a pretty decent job of leveling audio. Yeah, <laughs> when it when it comes in, um, and it's so, yeah. You know, so doing the local recording half. How thing. have
0: you found the the one complaint or issue I often had when trying to do the record everything locally and then edit it back together is just the time uh, slippage and.
1: Yeah, I've just been managing that. It's not been too difficult. No, okay. I have had that happen, but uh, previously it's been okay. Gotcha. Sorry, previously I've had it happen, but so far it's been okay. But yeah, that's one of the things that I don't like. And I guess for people that don't understand, like I don't know what it is that does this. It's meant to be something with like computer clocks or some craziness. I don't really get it, but apparently um, the the timing can slip. So. there'll be a difference between what was said on Skype and how that was heard and how the audio recording says it. So there might be a slight, you know, second or millisecond delay. But when you're having a conversation, it then sounds like somebody's talking over someone or answering a question before it's been fully asked. It's very strange. And then you also have audio leakage, which is what I consider to be the worst part of of recording, where you can hear somebody's audio coming through on another track. Yeah. Which is coming through their headphones. So that these are these are the myriad of reasons why I don't like to do local recordings, but we are
0: we are trying it out, and it does make for like you don't get any of those Skype audio issues that because that's what you said you come up against is Federico's and you don't have a great connection and so you we'd get Skype issues right is that sort of what happens?
1: Yeah, and I think in episode one and two, I think two you hear it more, there were some Skype problems, which is why we decided to try and preserve the quality of the show until we work out a more feasible solution that we would we would do this in the interim. Yeah. Because we want, we want to give the listeners something that they can easily listen to, Chris. That's what it's all about. We love the listeners and we just want to make them happy. Yeah. Plus, the prompt has been very successful and uh, I don't, in my mind, I don't want something like that to harm the success of the show. I, I don't want people to have to stop listening.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Because if it's, yeah, if they're, if they're audio, I mean, there's a certain level of folks who probably are audio snobs that any podcast is is somehow. <laughs> oh, those people don't listen to my shows anyway. <laughs> and, uh, they, and they probably don't listen to this one either. They're like, this guy's showing me your mic and he's talking about podcasting and that's the quality of the show. He <laughs> yeah. We're all a little bit, uh, we're not uh, professional radio studios with yeah, millions of dollars in equipment and...
1: Speak for yourself, Chris.
0: Well, <laughs> could you say GarageBand again?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> so I'm looking at your calendar here mm-hmm. on your live page, right? Mm-hmm. You have a new show coming. We do? What is this? Shoot. I have to get hmm? in touch with my marketing department. The new unnamed show as yet to be named.
0: Yeah, no, I'm... Uh, being dumb uh the show formerly known as well it's still known as too lazy to blog which was uh tim and adam and i for about 10 episodes has reverted back to being just me they they kicked me off my show i don't know if that's how it works or i kicked them off my no i kicked them off my show that's exactly what happened they they're done but uh no we wanted to do our own thing we we kind of tested the waters of uh, so, folks, if you're listening for podcasting information about mics and stuff, we've probably finished that component of the show 28 minutes in. Wow. Uh, but there might be some stuff. Anyways, I don't want to disappoint the listeners who maybe we're just going to have fun chatting. No, the uh, uh, Too Lazy Blog for originally was like my show, just to rant or podcast about stuff that I was too lazy to blog about. And uh, then Tim and Adam came along and said, hey, your show would be better if we were on it. Something like that. I'm misquoting maybe, but they can correct me. And then uh, uh, after about 10 episodes of that, we thought, hey, this is working out well. Let's actually do this together and make it our own show instead of Chris's thing. Because again, egos, Mike, you know, egos with podcasters. It's just an issue. It's an incredible issue. It's like an epidemic. Yeah. So, yeah, Tim and Adam, anyways, basically, like, that's the problem with having... A trio, and you'll probably come into this with the prompt: is one day you'll wake up, and Federico and and uh, uh, Stephen will be like, "Mike, we're voting you off the island. It's we're done." I'm just waiting for that day, And then man. they'll still send you the file to edit, but they just do not let you be on the show. Yeah, just no, just no longer there yeah. So they'll just edit your parts out or something. And uh, so, anyways, we're doing a new show in uh, next next week after this after you and I chat. We're gonna. Adam and Tim and I are chatting about uh, what's going to happen, what it's going to be called. Um, and uh, But it'll basically be your, your three-person discussion show, uh, talking about news, and, and then we're going to, yeah, I don't want to give away all the details, but it'll be fun. If you're a fan of Too Laced Blog in the format it was, you'll be a fan of the news show. I can say that much for sure. And if you weren't a fan, you might like it because it'll have a different artwork and different name. <laughs> so if those things bothered you. So, I'm excited for you. Thanks. Uh, going, I lied to the people. Actually, I want there was another podcasting question, technical question I was going to ask you about. I don't think I covered it in the last time, but or maybe I did. What are you using these days uh, for entering metadata for each show when you when you're done? Are you still using? We're you using iTunes. Are you doing like me? No, I never. Oh, then that's a crazy system. No,
1: I previously I was just using my hosting providers to, you know, they they will have metadata information that you can add in, but now it's the glorious 5x5 five five CMS.
0: Oh, right. So even on the audio file itself? What do you need to put in the audio file? Like on the MP3? But what do you need to put in there? I don't know. Every, I go into iTunes, I put in like the details about the show. So why? That the MP3 file has the artwork and has the that kind of stuff? No? Am I talking? Why do I feel like I'm talking crazy?
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, people do that, but um with the 5x5 five five stuff it puts the artwork on
0: huh so if you go to 5x if you go I'm to, just like, going to grab the list. yeah i'm just downloading the last the prompt an annoying mispronunciation
1: so i'm trying it now too i believe that's how it works yeah, you don't like you don't like cradle uh, your imac it, in your arms and move it what are you doing? yeah Why? you you don't you don't want to hug your imac and, and
0: move it around. there a little little taste of it i You're know it's... Plan- that's copyright infringement. <laughs> I'll send I've got you the money's coming, don't worry.
1: Better be. I've been waiting. Oh yeah, it does have the there you go. Yeah, see, I don't do anything. I give the I give it a name because I just name my files like a human. Like a gentleman. But um as as Timothy B. Smith says in the chat room, I believe the five by five CMS handles the ID free tags. You're correct, Timothy B. Smith, it does.
0: Interesting. I know that to answer Atomic X, is, it doesn't actually take me that long to do. I just always just thought, like I put all this stuff obviously in the show notes and on the SSKTN site, but uh, I'll have to try it. I'll experiment with this episode and see what happens, I guess. Whoops. <laughs> so what are you doing? You're you're routing your audio somehow. Talk to me about how you're doing sound now because you, you don't I have a second. This way. A I've son- always done it this
1: way. I don't even want to talk about it because people will laugh at me. No, well if they laughed
0: at you in episode 2, they're still laughing at you now. So there's no <laughs> So, <laughs> we're laughing um, with you, I think is the way. My audio comes out
1: of the Mac here, the Mac mini that I have. It goes into my mixer and then just goes back in to the Mac mini again with my XLR mic along with it. So it's all going in in one channel, which is horrible. I know it's horrible. I'm using an audio out and audio in setup. I don't even use the firewire for it because I'm using GarageBand and GarageBand doesn't allow it. Okay, I can't do multi-track, so I that's why that's why I want to learn Logic so I can do the multi-track because GarageBand won't accept it. Yeah. So for me to continue using GarageBand, I have to use the line in as my audio source. Right. So it records everything on one track
0: to the horror of many. <laughs> Have you tried that with the most recent version of GarageBand? I thought it's, I've, I'm, maybe I'm miss, uh, Gar- GarageBand does not do multi track recording with a mixer. With a firewire mixer. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm remembering things
1: wrong then. If it does, please tell me how, because I've tried incessantly to get it to do that.
0: Yeah. So send me a message or an email if you do. Um, and uh, if that does actually work, because yeah, I think I'm thinking of, I have a USB M-Audio mix, just a you know, little box thing I'm, that I know GarageBand handles multi-track with that. But maybe the FireWire dingus doesn't work. So Yeah, I, th-
1: I mean, you can do multi-track recording, right? Yeah. can do it, but it's with multiple sources, I believe. Like, I don't believe it's possible for me to get two tracks in GarageBand. But now I'm opening it to try and see what happens. This is live on the show,
0: guys. This could kill the show. Probably. Let's see. So we've got choose track. See, so if you plug in your... Because your, you have the Mackie 1620 right? Just like me. We have twinsies. Yeah. Samesies. So I'm now... Input source. This is what people tune in for, I think. I'm um, 101
1: input source. Not really... Not really, hundred percent sure what's happening right now. Do you see smoke? Yeah. What's happening to
0: this show, Chris? I don't know. This is something I was going to talk to you about. I referenced earlier having Merlin Mann on; he was on episode twenty, and uh, the life of a show. There's still plenty of folks I want. I'm going to be talking to and having fun ch- chatting with. Take nothing away from future and past guests, but it feels a bit like some of these folks who I kind of thought would come on eventually like Berlin, for example, who I'd invite and then invite again six months later. Cause he deleted my email and then invited again in six months. And so like episode 75 would be like, and finally, so he, but he came on episode 20. So I kind of feel a bit like I've, in my mind I've peaked. I don't think not in terms of the co- the show itself, but just what I was aiming for originally. So I just need to readjust my sights, I guess. But, um, but yeah, on an interview show, like say you're, you're doing the similar thing with Command Prompt, you're interviewing folks, and I know I'm... On I'm, space, Chris. Sure. <laughs> Command Prompt would be a good hybrid show. Maybe that's what we'll name our new show. Um, <laughs> 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 we'll just record, we'll listen to the prompt, listen to Command Space, and then we'll do some sort of hybrid version of that. That's what we'll do. Okay, Tim, you're listening, so make it happen. Um but yeah, you have guests on, and you think there's no way whoever and I know like say John Roderick was one for you that was like holy crap I'm talking to John Roderick. Um yeah. and Colton as well. Yeah, Jonathan Colton. And uh I'll put those uh, links in the show notes to that those episodes cuz they're great. As are all the Command Space shows oh. naturally. Take nothing away from all the other yes. But you do that and you kind of like, "Okay, it's a bit of like the drop the mic and walk out of the room." <laughs> kind of feeling it when you're done those shows, but then you still want to keep going. Obviously the show isn't done. Uh, How do you, what do you do? What's, what's Mike Hurley's psychology behind uh, keeping, keep on going, keep on keeping on.
1: So every little while I come to a point where I need to start booking command space guests. I tend to do it in like a bunch at a time. Like, you know, if I see somebody I think is going to be perfect for the show or whatever, then I'll send them a note. Or if something happens, like a friend of mine or, you know, somebody that I admire releases a new product or starts to do something new and awesome, I'll invite them on the show, right? They'll be like, oh, come on and talk about this. But like yesterday, I went on one of my um, invite binges. Because what happens is I think, oh, no, in three episodes, I have no guests anymore. I am going to run out of guests. There are literally no more people left in the world for me to interview. But I'm now pretty much booked up until the end of September <laughs> because I kind of just. St- I mean, one thing that I do is I, I put a call out to the world, as otherwise known as Twitter, and I say to people, "Who would you like to hear on the show?" And sometimes I get, you know, I get the familiar faces um that I've you know I've had over and over again um which is not a problem because they're the types of people that I want to hear as well but some you know some people are not easy to get on the show doesn't matter how big the show is or isn't um, but I also get some new people as well so like uh Casey Liss was mentioned a few times and um I have a deep love for Casey Liss like in my heart so he's going to be on the show <laughs> But nobody. But previously, when I'd asked that, it was like before ATP and before neutral was the last time I put a call out like that. So nobody mentioned him before. Sorry, Casey. Um, but you know, you're a superstar now, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna. Well, I'm gonna have him on the show. Um, I don't know what we'll talk about yet, but I'll work that out later. But because you know, cause I, you know I, I really like Casey. I think he's he's an awesome guy. So I'll look forward to talking to him. But we've got some cool guests coming up. I've got a couple of repeat guests, people that. Um, I've wanted to have back on the show for a bunch of times. Um, we just need to to work out some times for them. I have some new people. I have some really cool ones as well um, that that I'm booking. And so that's that's one thing. So then again, in a couple of months' time, I'm going to think, well, I've run out of guests again, and then maybe I'll book some, or maybe I won't. But I I I have my sort of contingency plan for when that day comes, and and I and it will it will come through changing what command
0: space is. Right, that's was going to be my follow-up is, you know, and this is something I talked about with Merlin as well, is the idea of, and other people too, of when do you know a show has run its course? Because we kind of just all keep doing this. You put out, just like this show, you put out a new show every week, you keep going. Something we've talked about, I know Tim and Adam and I talked about as far as do we take a break ever and how do you sort of plan, I guess, plan for your sanity and, and a bit of that your health almost in terms of podcasting because... We all love to talk. Some of us talk more than others, (coughs) Tim. And there's. (laughs) I'm just saying that because he's listening in the chat room. He'll call me a jerk and then we'll hug and make up. But um, no, you. Yeah, there isn't a. There's sort of this unplanned thing where, like, what happens when you get to episode 275 of Command Space and you're kind of bored with it, or maybe, or you. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. That jerk. Um and what do you do then? And and you've you've had that experience, I guess, with um five twelve pixels where it kind of morphed into a it that show stopped and then a new show started up in the prompt. Um but what do you do you plan for a certain number? Or are you aiming for like a nice round number of two hundred on command space, let's say, or is it kind of just you'll know when it's done and, and away you go?
1: I don't have like a number in mind. But I've killed nearly as many shows as I've begun. Like, <laughs> seri- like you know, I've I've been doing this for some for some time now, and I've had a bunch of shows that you've probably never even heard of, Chris. That um, that hey, were things at one time. And um, I subscribed to the Hurley Bird. Okay, that's one of them. What about what about the App Orchard? No, no yeah. See, I got you. I got you. me. Gotcha. There was a show that I did with Josh Schnell of MacGasm, and it was about apps, but it wasn't. It just didn't work at the time, um, you know, for for, for many reasons. Um, and I've had a bunch of shows that I've let go or shows that I have left that have continued without me. Um, shows where I've changed formats of significantly. I'm never precious enough that if something needs to be changed that I won't change it if I feel that way about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, sometimes you can't see it yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if I can see that I, I need to change the show, then I'll change the show if I think it's for the good of the show. Um, and like with Command Space, I know what I want to do with the show. Like w- Command Space, I love it. I love that show so much. It's the interview show that I wanted to make for years, but it's still not the show that I want it
0: to be. Hmm. How do
1: you know that? Because I have a plan. It's not. Don't, it's not that yet. Okay. So I said I was talking about this, I think I was talking about this on the menu bar. Um I want Command Space to be a late night talk show. Um that has multiple guests. It's a house band and a monologue from me at the start of the other episode. Hmm. I want it to be like late night. Yeah. That's what I want it to be. So, you know, you you'll come to the show and you'll start the show and maybe I'll say something funny for a couple of minutes. Um, then the house band will play in the first guest which will be like I don't know like maybe a developer just released a new app we're talking about the new app for maybe 10-15 minutes we say thanks to them they can either maybe they'll stay maybe they'll go depending on how that will work for me and then I'll bring on the main guest of the episode and we'll talk for 30 minutes and then that's the end yeah which is um, yeah
0: I think that's awesome and that's where I think the. the, I know someone's going to steal this from me now because I keep talking about it (laughs) well no that's the, more power to them in a way, because that's not easy to do. Like No, Chris. And no power plus, Less power to them. <laughs> more power in uh, in the you're going to fail way, I guess, maybe, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're
1: going to be a failure. Don't even
0: try it. You can't do what I do. Yeah. Do you know who Mike is? He's a no, professional no. podcaster who also has a day job, <laughs> which I'm, I'm in the same boat. I say that with much love and respect you're more of a professional than I am. Um, but no, I think that's what I, I'm serious though, that it's not easy to do. And that's an idea is, is worthless if you can't execute on it. And so throw that out there. Cause I think that, Sort of makes you accountable a bit to the to your audience to folks who want to see you do that because I think it would be a sweet thing to do.
1: Oh yeah, it will be. It's it will take up a lot of time and it will be super hard, and that's why I've not done it yet because I honestly feel that that's a show that I couldn't do while I'm still working my job because it would take a long time for me to book. I'll be booking twice the amount of guests that I'm currently booking, and I'm already having booking problems. Right? Yeah. And I would need to be editing all of that together. Like it would be very difficult from a time perspective for me to be able to get those two people to sync up. And what if the first interview runs over by 10 minutes and I've got my big guest waiting in the wings, you know? Yeah. So I would probably want to record those pieces separately and bring them together and, and make a real thing out of it. And I mean, a house band, I'm not going to have a band standing over there in the corner. I would <laughs> sick that I would need to put in, in, in the post-production and, I don't really know how it's going to work from a technical perspective. I just know that's my
0: dream. I think it, that's the the time zone thing is the struggle, right? And that's, we all bump up against that, but you especially hit that way more than, than the rest of us do because I, I, I struggle with that sometimes where I'm trying to book a guest or whatever and, and it's just like, no, I want to do it when I want to do it, not when you're, like, I don't want to have to do it in the evening when my kids are running around or whatever. Like, right now I know they're gone, and so I can talk freely and not have to worry about someone banging on the door. But you're up against, like, I want to sleep <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And obviously, like you said, when you're up to one thirty or whatever, editing the prompt, you're sacrificing because you still have to go to your day job the next day or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, like, it, that's a focus of, uh, an issue of focus, I guess, in terms of where your audience is. Because you could do sort of a, a straight-up British show, right? Like just focus on, record at quote-unquote normal hours for you with British guests and and do the thing there that people would still tune in for. But I know that's like it's, you want to conquer the world, right?
1: My audience is an American audience. Yeah. It's kind of how I love it, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, I've struggle to find like British podcasts that are the quality that I like to listen to. Um, there are some like, but I mean, I'm looking at, like independents cause you mean the guardian make great stuff, you know, right. Uh, BBC make great stuff. I like, I like independent podcasting because it goes into a niche. The stuff that's put out by those big publications and those media companies are very mainstream because they have to accommodate for any potential listener. We create niche podcasting that 's what independent is we we try we create stuff that are our passions things that we love and i've struggled to find i'm sure it's there but it's you know we're a smaller country we have less people um, and I think there's a perception that podcasting is an american thing so i don't, I've struggled to find a lot of a lot of great stuff to listen to i'm very like in a mode of uh thinking deeply about this stuff because I had to, I went and spoke to the government yesterday
0: um, about all of this. <laughs> yeah. I heard that's what you started off the prompt, I think talking a bit about that. Yeah. That you were, they sort of, you're, you're the outside expert on podcasting.
1: Yeah. They, they invited me in. It was it was awesome. It was
0: really, really cool. It was, a, it was
1: a great honor. So I've been thinking a lot about what I make and, you know, about like the niche stuff and against the mainstream and, and all of that.
0: Yeah, because you could. I mean, there's a, a a school of thought, I guess, in the even in podcasting, <clears throat> you don't have to look too far on the iTunes Store to see a lot of the sort of what some might call. I would. I kind of feel a little squeezy about sometimes the sort of the businessy, uh, douchey, beg kind of. Hey, you can make a million dollars podcasting. Just you know, just record, buy this, buy this mic, record this thing, and then episode or tip number four or whatever <laughs> was, you know, get a top-listed podcasts, and and that's as easy as it is it's just four steps and you're making money but you could actually like you're you're at the uh you're doing the the mode of like i'm going to produce a great show attract sponsors attract listeners and that's how i'm going to make a living at this right now anyway i don't want to put words in your mouth but you could do the like branch out and become go on a speaking tour of england talking about podcasts and come you know hire mike for what would it be, 500 pounds an hour or something? And,
1: in- you know, I've been thinking about that, Chris.
0: Yeah.
1: I've been thinking about like um, consultancy work. I mm-hmm. mean, this is totally, we're going on a random tangent now, but yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about like that could be something that I do when I go full time is trying to help uh, media agencies and companies understand why they should podcast. Like, I'm not going to be like, welcome to the Tesco podcast. I'm like, you know, that's yeah. not going to. But helping them understand this medium a bit more and why I think that it is important, and one of the in my and why I think it's better than radio and why I prefer it to all other types of medium, including television, um, and, and the benefits of having a podcast. Like, look at a company like Evernote, who have an extremely successful podcast, um, and you know, and, and it, they just talk about their company but it's because they do it with, with care for their audience and they talk about things that their audience would be interested in it's really cool I like it a lot
0: yeah I think that's I mean because we have uh, we being like people who are doing podcasting you have a bit of like the technical you know how to but you're not we're not like studio grade musicians or, or audio engineers, but you don't need to be. And, but you also have, I know you have some of the marketing background online and you have a bit of like web. And so you can, you can kind of speak into all of those arenas without having to be, uh, whatever qualified expert on one particular one, uh, one particular arena of the, you know, you don't have to know HTML, CSS inside and out to be able to put together a website for a podcast, but you can give advice on how to do that. And, uh, Yeah, I think there's, especially if you're seeing, this isn't like, (laughs) this is turning into career advice for Mike Hurley from a Canadian who was last in England 15 years ago. But uh, you can, uh, if if there's a lack of of sort of that mid-range independent podcast, business podcast kind of stuff going on, I'm sure there would be a market for it, for someone to give advice to those kinds of things, just the same way there was for... It's it's a lot harder now for a web design podcast, let's say, to to start up and get any sort of traction. And I know over in England, uh, Paul Boag, who was on an episode, earlier episode of this show, you know, has like this internationally known podcast about web design based out of uh, England. And it's a lot harder to break into that thing. But podcasting is still relatively new, and I think there's a possibility there for you. So, but thank you. You got to think. Got to do what's for you. You know, uh, I know some po- folks are very familiar with him, but uh, podcast answer man Cliff Ravenscraft podcastanswerman.com dot com is his website. Just uh, yeah, he's uh, like borderline. Like nothing against him. I just find sometimes it's a little cheesy. Sometimes it's over the top, businessy stuff. But there's no doubt, no denying. I guess he does this uh, topics of how to create a podcast, learning a podcast from A to Z, and it's a month long course. And it's something like, I'm just scrolling through, this is like your typical sort of uh, e-marketing website kind of thing. Uh, It's somewhere around like $1,500 or $2,000 to get into it. Yeah, $2,000, there's my e-junkie. So like there's an example, I guess, of a guy doing it online where you can, you know, making money just talking to people about podcasting and take nothing away from what he's done because he's worked really hard to get to that point. But there's no reason someone couldn't pay you. In British. That there's
1: there's reasons they should pay me as well, Chris. I think
0: <laughs> there's my little rant for you. So I had some other thoughts, but I, I we kinda went of on this tangent. I don't know where we're where we headed with it, but what's uh what's next for Mike in terms of podcasting? And I mean uh, it's a little early to to say, you know, you just launched a show, why aren't you doing more? But um That's what often when you have, when you, I know you don't have kids, or I assume you don't, you haven't talked about them if you do. But whenever you have a kid, when we've had our kids, two weeks after you have this, you've, you know, created a new human being Mm -hmm. into this world and you're caring for it. And this little thing's life depends on you. Within two weeks, people are asking you, So you're going to have another one? And it's like, we're just trying to figure out how life is, you know, with one or two, or in our case, three now. But uh, that being said, what are you? What are your hopes and dreams for future podcasts? So I have this
1: like fascination and slight obsession with short run limited shows. Um, so like like what the guys did with Neutral, um, for example, and I like the idea of something that is extremely focused on a specific topic, but only for a short period of time. Maybe you know five episodes about Adventure Time, or like four episodes about, I'm, looking, I'm literally looking around my room for some sort of inspiration, <laughs> Nintendo 3DS games. And you bring on a bunch of people that love that stuff, you know, that, that specific topic. And you do that. And I have an idea for a show that is called Limited Edition, um, which would be that. So it would be a podcast which has a set amount of episodes per topic, so for example, we, at the at the first episode of the Adventure Time episode, said so we're gonna do six episodes on Adventure Time, then we're done. And then we'll move on to the next topic. And for these episodes, I will have the help from X person, Y person, Z person. Um, and we'll be talking about this, 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 and this. And then when then, you know, people can choose to listen to that if they want to, and then we can move on. So like how the incomparable does this per like the, you know, they do kind of this is the incomparable format, but really stretched out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would encompass, my idea for something that like limited edition is it would encompass everything. So it might not even be something that I'm interested in. Like I might just be there to moderate the conversation. Like with, for example, we I don't know, we might talk about cars. I mean, I have an interest for cars, but it's not enough that I would be able to talk about it for five hours. But we might get a couple of guys on that really love that sort of stuff and that's what they want to talk about. So I give them a place where they can do that for a short period of time.
0: And that would be limited edition. Yeah. You had, a, I think either on an AO or a Too Lazy Blog, I think episode when you were on, I think we, we touched base on, touched, talked about this a little bit. I think it's a great idea too. Just like. Yeah. It's
1: something, I mean, I've been, I've been public about my thoughts for limited edition, including the name, um, for a while, like, which is not something that I typically do. Like if I'm launching a show, I, t- I tend to keep it quite quiet. Just because, you know, you might never do it. And once you say something like this, if people like it, then they're like, when are you going to do it? Come on, man. We really want you to do it. Like I was going to do a um, a comic show called Radioactive, which I thought was a fantastic name, right? Oh, yes. Radio pun. I even have artwork for Radioactive, but um, I couldn't find a co-host that I was happy with for the show. So... It it never got made, but there's a couple of people, and I'm sorry, Stuart, um, who really want to do a comic podcast, and they ask me now and again, you know, in, in a part, part jokey way. But that's sort of the problem, like you know, because you if you do something that somebody wants, then they're gonna they're gonna want it, and that's awesome, by the way. Like it's yeah. not, I love the fact that people hear me say something and they're like I want that, give me that now. Um, that's a cool feeling, but then I you know I feel like I'm letting them down if I'm not doing it. But um, limited edition is something that I will do, but it it could be it could be another twelve months away because it's logistically v- very difficult, and I might need to build up some relationships with with some people that would help me create something like that.
0: Yeah, it's tough when your own in your own wheelhouse or your own sort of peer group or whatever is a lot of say tech folks, and there is certainly you know using the comic book one is, is fairly easy to find, but but that could run its course, and then what do you do? And and you yeah, you want to have somebody like a. Who's an expert on cars or knows more about those kinds of things, and then you're treading oh. into unfamiliar waters. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I want—I'll tell you what I want. And you said you said comic book podcast. I want a show, and I think I'd almost have to be a part of it to make it. Just just speaking really selfishly, I want a show that is walks me through comic books because I have a very peripheral interest in them loved them as a kid. I still enjoy them. But to me, it's like overwhelming as to where to start. And so you listen to shows like the, uh, well, even on Back to Work when Merlin and Dan's are to go back and forth. And it feels like I'm listening to someone talk about, say, Photoshop or Logic that they're already, you know, whatever, 25 hours into the program and know it and talking about such advanced stuff. And I'm like way back at the beginning, just turning the program on and trying to figure out how to register it. And so I want like someone to almost like baby steps from episode one of comics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Not saying, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you need to do that for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really difficult to, to make that, right? Because the person that you need to make that is somebody who already understands all that stuff. So it's difficult for them not to slip into it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But I agree, though. I mean, that was that's also in a way kind of something that I want. I mean, I enjoy comics, but I've, I've fallen out with them again. Like, okay. I just don't read as many as I did. Um, and I would love... I would love a show like that. It'd be awesome, you know? Somebody somebody who, who is great behind the mic saying, you know, let me... Let's... let's
0: Come on, kids. Sit down. Let's talk about... <laughs> well, and even like the... Like your limited editions idea, but almost like that for comics, where like, okay, this next week, we're going to be talking or these next 12 episodes, we're going to talk X-Men, right? Or Fantastic Four, whichever one, whatever series.
1: The problem problem with comic books is they are inherently complicated. And to try and give you a crash course in any hero is basically
0: impossible to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the problem of, that's why it's hard to get into them. Because it's like, I want to read Batman. But then you go look at Batman, you're like, there's the Dark Knight series. There's the this one, and then there's this other one. And when he was in the 1960s, they're redoing the 1960s comic or TV it's show. There's all of the comic man- makers, like all
1: the big publishers, are re- rebooting series or bringing out like Marvel did this thing called Year One, where they'll give you like a a really good uh, just backstory of a character mm-hmm. um, in like a trade paperback. Um, so yeah, the, it's a definite problem. And I, I mean, I I have my hat. My hat off to the podcast so that I can solve that. Yeah. I bet it, I bet there's something on YouTube for you man. Yeah, well there's always something on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube interests me. I don't want to do anything there
0: really, but I'm just intrigued by it. Yeah, don't yeah. I have a blog this is way off the rails here, but I just put a blog post up on my site at chrisands.com where I was just like I found came across my son and I are, are getting into Minecraft, which is about 5 years after everybody else is or whatever, 3 years, but Followed a trail of, okay, this guy publishing tutorials on Minecraft. He's a 30-something-year-old dad with kids. Him and his kids are doing tutorials. And I was trying to do the math, you know, being rough with it. And like this one series, 80-video series that he has uh, done over the last year and a half, if, you know, his math, my math is, let's say it's right, but for lack of a better argument, but $180,000 he would have earned from YouTube ads off this video series based on the number of viewers and subscribers and all that kind of stuff which just boggles my mind. Like what am I doing (laughs) podcasting (laughs) and all this other stuff when I could be sitting and playing games with my son and record an episode every week. And yeah, anyways, that's my most recent little rabbit trail. So you'll be hearing about that probably on future episodes of, of my other shows, not so much this one. So I I like, I want to go back to just for a second, the talk show idea that you had since you're giving away all the, all your ideas here, but um you're still there, Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm still here, I'm listening.
0: Okay, sorry, I thought maybe you fell asleep.
1: Yeah, I did that as well,
0: but <laughs> I think that's an awesome idea because and I, I what I want to do actually is put out a call to anybody who's listening and, and they're maybe like, what you haven't heard of so and so's podcast, blah blah blah. But uh visit ssktn.com slash contact and just show me your mic and send me a link if there's a podcast that's kinda of like this. Like not a, not not to say that Mike still can't do it, but I just mean it's impossible for us to have listened to all shows everywhere, <laughs> anywhere that have been made. And maybe somebody's done something like this. And I don't, I'm, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking it's not a video show. Cause I, I can see like, I know the verge sort of did it a bit with the verge cast or there's other pod video podcasts where it's like a reproducing of a, an actual TV show or studio. I'm talking, I think you're talking like independent folks putting something like that together. Right. Is that sort of what you're. Yeah. Yeah. So i will be curious, if you come across something like that, let me know, I'll pass along to Mike. Um, and just curious if somebody's doing that level of um, well production and organization and all that kind of stuff, because I think it would be a neat medium to do that in where you can have actually, you know, I was thinking like I could pull out my guitar and be the, the quote unquote band part of the thing, play a little thing on at the intro, and then you do your Thing and then I queue up some, like you could do it with multiple people and where it maybe where somebody isn't necessarily an on mic person but it's just the the music producer the band whatever it could work but it's I'm just curious if someone else is doing it so that all being said Mike where can folks find you follow you stalk you on the
1: uh, go to site? 5x5.tv I'm not familiar no. okay that's, that's where you'll find you'll find there's a website Apparently, okay. it's just just a little. We have one. There's just one show on Five by Five. It's a, it's a brand it? new work. Um, I don't think a lot of people have heard of it yet, and uh, you know we're trying to make it in the world. Okay. Um, and then I'm I'm on all of your favourite social networks. I'm uh, I Mike I M Y
0: K E. So come and say hi. Say hi, Mike. All right. Yes. Thank you, Mike, for. Joining me this is an extra special episode I'll I'll probably just uh put out into the show me your mic stream, as it were.
1: I hope that the people found that interesting, Chris. You know, I hope that they take something out
0: of that. Well that's why I'm saying like it was a bit of a rambly random episode, and I because the the premise of this show is sort of more, hey, what's your gear and how do you produce shows? And we've already talked about that a bit. We've done that. Yeah. I but i that's why it's kind of like an extra don't cancel your membership to show me your mic um, based on this episode. I think <laughs> just because it was a it's a freebie. Think of it extra, like a a discussion between podcasters about podcasting and comics and ideas. Maybe you'll get an idea to go you got the talk show idea, you can go run with it and make an amazing show and have Mike on as a guest. And he can be bitter and mad that you be his show. <laughs> All right. Um, so yes, my thanks to you for listening to this show uh you can visit ssktn.com of course for other shows that i do and look watch for in the weeks to come a new show that will be debuting with uh, one timothy smith and adam clark and uh if you would love to support what i do here if you love what i do you can visit ssktn.com slash membership and there's membership options there five dollars a month 55 dollars a year it uh at the level we're at for membership, it's this is by no means making me rich. It's helping me not lose money at this point, and so this is <laughs> I'm not uh, begging for money, but just if you would love to help support, I would love to have you. And uh, we'll be thinking of fun ways in the future here to thank all those who are supporting the membership here or supporting the podcasting I do here at SSKTN with membership, and of course also the newsletter is something I just uh, re. Reignited, I guess, ssktn.com slash newsletter. If you'd like to be notified once a month ish of new stuff, new shows, maybe you don't, uh, you'll find out about other shows you don't uh, listen to or subscribe to. I would love to be able to tell you about that. And I will not sell your email address to Mike and his scammy podcasting emails that he sends out, but I will keep them close to my heart. All right. <laughs> With that, I thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in a Lemon.